Following the deadly events at home, the Abbott family must now face the terrors of the outside world as they continue their fight for survival in silence. Forced to venture into the unknown, they quickly realize that the creatures that hunt by sound are not the only threats that lurk beyond the sand path. Directed by John Krasinski. Before I even dive into the review aspect of the film, I have to say watching A Quiet Place 1 and 2 in theaters is unlike any experience I've ever felt in my life. Usually in theaters, it's extremely loud. You have people with loud candy wrappers, uh, slurping on the slushies, people coughing. It, it's really annoying. I, I mean, it's part of the theater experience, but in this film, it's almost like if you have to cough, you are holding on for dear life not to let it out. You're being extremely quiet when you reach into your bag of popcorn. You're not trying to, you're not crinkling around your bag of Twizzlers. It is, it's so funny. It's, everyone is so immersed in the story that they don't want to make any sounds, which is, it's just perfect. It's amazing. It really adds to the experience and just adds an extra level to watching these films. It's, it's, it's awesome. I hope this franchise continues just for the, the sake of that experience. <laughs> so rare when a sequel is just as good if not better than the original. Of course, after the first one, we're already invested in the characters and the story. Quiet Place Part 2 opens up by flashing back to the first day of the sound-seeking monsters invading Earth. During this scene, you literally feel like you're right there with John Krasinski's character, which he plays Lee. It is, the way they shot it is, you honestly feel like you're in the mix. You're right in the action. It's all happening right in front of you. After the opening flashback scene, it pretty much picks up right where the original left off. Where I think we're on day 474, if I'm not mistaken. You have Evelyn Abbott, played by Emily Blunt, her daughter Reagan, played by Millie Simmons, her son Marcus, played by Noah Jude, and the newborn must leave the ruined family home and search for new lodgings. Reagan finds a signal and they head toward an abandoned industrial building. Unfortunately, they walk into a trap and Marcus's leg is snapped in a bear trap. This is where you're introduced to Killian Murphy's brand new character named Emmett and he tells the family to go away. He can't help them. He doesn't have enough supplies for them to survive. While they're there, Reagan discovers a song, which is one of my all-time favorite songs, Bobby Darren by the Sea, playing on the radio and realize that it's a clue that there might be a safe place to go. She secretly heads off by herself to find out more, and Evelyn pleads with Emmett to follow her. Meanwhile, Evelyn realizes she needs medical supplies for Marcus and the baby, so she heads into town. The heroes must not only stay silent to avoid the monsters, but also look out for a dangerous new breed of subhumans. So there's a, a general overview of what the film looks like without giving too many spoilers. There's tons in between. I really like how the narrative in this film gives you this sense of false safety in key moments. Safety only lasts so long in this film. You know something's gonna go wrong. They might, you might, because I mean, you gotta add suspense, you gotta add some thrill to it. So there's moments where the characters think they're okay, but there's something going on that's gonna completely delineate any form of safety these characters have, which this adds tons of anxiety and heart pounding moments. All right, let's dive into the characters. And we'll start with John Krasinski's character, Lee, whom, like I mentioned earlier, has a Scene in the beginning, it's a flashback, and we know he died in the original, so he's really not in this film besides that flashback scene. However, the cool part about his character is he really instills his values in his kids, and that's where you see his character live on. His legacy continues through his kids, and that's really powerful in this film. Millie Simmons' character, Reagan, is actually deaf in real life, and John Krasinski really does a phenomenal job at paying attention to detail and really catering this film 
towards people who are who are deaf and it's done so beautifully well millie simmons character reagan this movie is it's her movie she is the hero she's the star she also does things that her father wasn't able to accomplish which is a really nice payoff to the first movie as well yeah reagan tracks down the signal and she at all costs is gonna get there no matter what she's stubborn she knows what she believes in, she's gonna fight for it, and nobody's getting in her way. You're either with her or you're against her, and gosh, I've just loved how powerful her performance was. And then you have Noah Jupe's character, Marcus. I think what I really like about his character is in the opening scene, he's, uh, I don't wanna give too much away, but he's playing baseball, and you can tell that he's not a very confident person. And his lack of confidence really shows in the beginning of the film, and then by the end, you really see what his father instilled in him, and he has this newfound confidence and believes in himself and that is I think of all the characters he has the biggest payoff like he starts I love when a character starts here and ends at a, on a high note and his character definitely does that and then of course Emily Blunt playing Evelyn it does a fantastic job she's the one keeping this family together she's strong she's badass she puts the team on her back she'll do whatever it takes to keep her family alive safe and healthy at any and all costs Again, she's really crucial to this story. However, the film really is about the kids coming into their own. Then the new character, Emmett, who's played by Killian Murphy, is a close friend of Lee, John Krasinski's character. And at the beginning, they show just enough so you believe their friendship is real. You really question his character at the start of this film, and that was intentionally done, I believe. Yeah, first you really, you see where he's coming from. You don't like him. However, as the film progresses and he has some heroic moments and you get a little more of his backstory, you really fall for this character. Trust me, by the end of this film, he's gonna be one of your favorite characters. He goes through a lot and you really side with him through these moments. Of course, the visual effects are gonna be top notch. The creatures are still menacing. And actually with these creatures, there is a, a new weakness I'm not gonna spoil. You'll have to watch the film to see that. Oh, I really, it's hard to complain about this film because it's such a great, great movie. I will say my biggest complaint, there's, there's two and they're very minor I don't it's hard I really can't rip this movie at the end as soon as you get the resolution to the story the movie just ends it's over gone and it you just sit there like whoa that was you really don't get a moment to soak it in and I kind of like that approach it's different usually when a, a story ends you kind of it drags on a couple more minutes and you get to know where the characters are and I think that's a really good way to lead up to part three and then my other problem is the fact that it's only an hour and 37 minutes long it's so good, I want more. This could have been two hours and 15 minutes. The pacing is done so well that you never get bored, you're never stuck in one moment. It just, it, the, the story just organically flows throughout. And then once I got to the ending and it just ended abruptly, I'm like, oh, well that's, that's it? And this isn't a, a complaint about the film. However, I do have some questions about the mysterious people on the dock. They really don't dive into these new characters as much. And that's, again, probably being saved for part three. I actually, uh, at the end of the film, I stuck around because I got to watch a Q&A with John Krasinski and J.J. Abrams. And it was really cool to hear them speak about the movie. And the thing that stood out to me the most was the fact that Krasinski said that he watched so many Alfred Hitchcock films to be inspired to write this film. This is honestly a modern day Alfred Hitchcock film. John Krasinski, you did phenomenal directing this. Hats off to you, man. I, I want more. This was such a fantastic film. While this movie is a horror thriller, I really like the direction they take the gore. It's not over the top. 
It's not bloody and violent like you see a lot of these horror movies. Just do it for the shock factor. You really don't see too much of the gore or the violence. It's more done through the sound. Let's say when one of the creatures slices somebody up, you really don't see anything disgusting, but you hear it. And that's a really unique take on this genre. I don't think it's really been done before. I can't think of anything off the top of my head that's really similar to this but you know i just got done watching army of the dead and uh spiral and the gore in those films were just way over the top where they were just looking for that shock factor and so i really like how john krasinski approaches this genre in that sense really thoroughly enjoyed this film i really like how it was about the kids coming into their own john krasinski you did a fantastic job with this film uh, i i like where the franchise is going i want a part three it seems like we're probably gonna get that greenlit sooner than later all that being said i would have to give a quiet place part two a four and a half out of five stars and a double thumbs up because it absolutely deserves that. So yes, thank you guys for taking the time to watch this video and or listen on Spotify or Google Podcasts. Much appreciated. So yes, thanks for tuning in and until next time, we'll see ya.